Hey, welcome to the Teddy Boy Show. It's a roundtable discussion with your host, Danny J. And in this segment, um, it's about money. I had just went on a rant and rave uh, the other day about how black people spend their money. And I happened to, I was happening to go through my Gmail and I followed this guy, uh, Dr. Bruce and he has the black business school and he talks about money and wealth and how to get ahead in your economics and I just happened to run across a conversation that I literally just had the other day um, about money and us and wealth and he was, I'm going to play the segment for you and it's about this guy Juwan Ju- 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 I, I can't pronounce it um, Judon I guess he plays for New England Patriots, and he basically lives off 10% of his income and saves 90%. So by the time he's out of the NFL, just in case he doesn't pick up another contract, he's set basically for the rest of his life. So this is the stuff that I was literally just talking about the other day about us investing uh, and having economic wealth and stop spending money on foolishness and being bed jumpers and having a whole bunch of kids and also, um, he was stating, and you'll hear all this because I'm going to play the segment for you, that um, he said by 2053, the black black economic wealth is going to Plymouth by thousands because we're not saving and investing the way that we're supposed to. So I'm going to step out the way and I'm going to go ahead and play this segment for you. So you can listen and hear that. And again, I didn't see this before I went on my rant. I literally just watched it this morning. And I'm playing it for you today. Y'all actually look into it. Because he he has a black business school. He has a lot of website. He teaches not only just adults. He teaches children as well on how to do stock market and how to build wealth. So here you go. Listen up. Boyce Watkins from Your Black World, the Black Business School. And I want to welcome you guys to the Black Financial Channel. Uh, The Black Financial Channel is where we do daily financial news and commentary from a black perspective. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well in your stock portfolios. I hope that you're making money um, today. Uh, The market seems to be pretty level. Um, I think that there was some sort of technology glitch or something because literally last night, uh, something crazy happened in my Robinhood account. It kind (laughs) of made me a little bit concerned. Uh, literally my portfolio value dropped by 34% uh, at one time, like, like literally like right at once, uh, my portfolio dropped like an insane amount of money. And I was like, okay, so something bad happened. And, and, uh, so I, I immediately went to the news to find out, you know, what was going on with, um, with stock market and there was nothing there was no news no information and uh just to remind you guys you guys know if you're, if you're taking uh, my class in, in the black stock market program uh you'll know that one of the things i tell you guys is that the number one driving factor in terms of stock price movement is information so i was like okay if there's a drop if there's a legitimate drop of 34 percent in my portfolio value and my portfolio is well diversified meaning my money spread out to all different kinds of categories uh the whole global economy would have to be you know in in some serious serious drama in order for that to happen so i looked and i looked for information and when i saw that there was no information i was able to tell alicia i said you know i think that this is a glitch i think that this is a quickie tech glitch um i'm gonna check again in 10 minutes 
And lo and behold, ten minutes later, all the money went back. All the money came back. So it's kind of it's kind of great, kind of cool. And so <laughs> nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Uh, anyway, uh, what's up, Jeanette? How are you? And El Hodge and Antonio McKinney. Uh, and uh, let's see, I see DDS. Good to see you. Thank you for moderating. I appreciate that. Uh, shout out your city. Shout out the city you're from. I see Birmingham, Alabama. I am speaking in Birmingham in the spring. Um, it's the AG Gaston Conference. So come to the AG Gaston Conference and you get a chance uh, to meet me in person if, if that's something that is of interest to you. Some people either would really want to meet me and there are people who would never want to meet me in a million years and some people probably want to punch me in the face and it's okay. It's all, all, all categories can apply. Um, uh, and also please uh, hit the thumbs up button, especially those of you who haven't subscribed to the Black Financial Channel, uh, theblackfinancialchannel.com. We're trying to build a base uh, in terms of black people that are financially intelligent, financially literate, financially interested who like money, who want their family to have money, who want their children to be in good uh, economic situations. And in fact, actually, um, another reason to subscribe to the blackfinancialchannel.com and also the blackbusinessschool.com, which you can actually go to the blackbusinessschool.com for free, is because in the black <clears throat> the blackbusinessschool.com, which is our online platform, which is actually more offline now, or you know, because we're going all over the world meeting people and setting up uh, pop-up schools all over the world. Um, we're gonna. I'm actually gonna do a lecture on susus. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of susus. S O U S O U. These are um, a more of a Caribbean African tradition of saving, and I'm gonna actually break that down and kind of give you the pros and the cons of susus. How you can actually build one in your own community if that's something that you want. Um, I like the community, <clears throat> the community aspect of susus um, more more so for the psychological benefit uh, than anything else. So please hit the thumbs up button, uh, share, subscribe if you haven't done this yet. Uh, also, I see Monticello, Florida, Dallas, Texas, Detroit. Michigan, Portsmouth, Virginia, uh, Orlando, Florida, uh, Kansas City, Kansas in the house. I hope you I hope your Chiefs looks like your Chiefs are coming back together. Uh, well, Kansas City, Kansas, so that's KCK, not KC Mo. Uh, St. Louis, what's going on? Uh, Texas is here. All right, Charlotte, North Carolina, Toronto. All right, let's get it popping. Uh, <clears throat> so hit the thumbs up button as I as, as I read through this. There's a brother uh, named Joe Juan. Joe 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 Juan. It's spelled J O E J U A N. So I don't know if it's Joe Joe Juan or Joe Juan. Uh, but uh, anyway, all I can say is I'm just gonna call him paid because his brother um, is a is a, a star in football. He's he's a star because he's in the NFL. He plays for the New England Patriots who are on track to possibly win another Super Bowl. And uh, he's not just a great athlete. Uh, he's a great man. Um, he's, he's actually uh, in the news right now because he actually saves 90% of his income. Uh, this is according to Black Enterprise and CNBC. Uh, he signed a four-year deal for $6.6 million. Now, $6.6 million, that's enough to make most young guys you know, literally feel like it's like, you know, it's like it should be raining money. Like, literally... The world made it rain on me, so I'm going to make it rain on everybody else. Every, every stripper within a 50-mile radius of me is going to have money for her grandkids. You know, every uh, every Gucci store is going to get bought out. Uh, you know, every white person, every Popeye's chicken that I can go to, every fancy restaurant I can go to, every car dealership selling $100,000 cars uh, is going gonna, is gonna to run out of cars because I'm going to roll up in there and pay cash for it because I'm balling out of control. Every per, every woman applying to be a baby's mama will get to have my baby and milk me like a cow for the next 30 years. Uh, unfortunately, that's what you see a lot. Not from all athletes, not from all athletes, but y'all know that we know some, y'all know we know a few. Give me a yes or no if you've seen this and that this kind of behavior kind of bothers you. Uh, because, you know, tell me a yes or no This is if this bothers you because it should bother you. Because what you're seeing when you see athletes go in the other direction, you're really seeing uh, a loss of black wealth. You know, when they when they see that show that study, um, 
you know, did you guys see that study that I'm sure you saw the study that said that uh, black wealth is expected to drop median black wealth is expected to drop to zero by the year 2053. Uh, well, those studies are driven by not just systematic racism. That's a big factor, but they're driven just as much or almost as much or quite a bit significantly driven by what we do with the money that we have. Um, if I was put it this way. If you had somebody like me, you know, or a group, a council of people, a council of, of really intelligent investors who managed the, the, the 1.3 trillion that came in our community, like literally a group of us sat around and said, how do we make this 1.3 trillion grow into 5 trillion, 10 trillion? We could do that. Like we could literally put black people ahead of white people, you know, because I'm smarter than white people. I know more about finance than white people do. I taught white people. So, you know, the problem is that the money unfortunately we get we get into the hands of people of individuals who don't feel empowered to believe that that money can actually grow into anything so basically you're throwing away your little opportunities to to build wealth because you think well you know i only got five five thousand i might as well blow it i only got 500 i might as well throw it away and what people understand is that you know billion dollar fortunes are are built a lot of times they're built one dollar at a time then two dollars at a time right so anyway let me keep going let me uh, read more of this hit the thumbs up button please hit the thumbs up button if you haven't done this yet um so let me see here uh also according to the article let me open this up here um he says that uh his his uh high school high school finance class is what taught him how to save um you know i'm reading here and it says uh he's a rookie cornerback right now and he says quote i've been stingy with money ever since i was young because i saw what my mom had to go through um now that's interesting to me too because that goes into um an area that I've, i've always been fascinated with i wrote my dissertation in this area uh, on financial psychology. Financial psychology is, you know, basically, um, you know, sort of looking at how money affects people's minds and how your mind affects your money, right? So, you know, money on my mind, mind on my money, my money on my mind. Well, that's really true, actually, in the sense that, you know, those who tend to accumulate wealth have a specific mindset. Uh, you know, and it's kind of sad to me when I get online and I have to fight with people that don't know honestly don't know what they're talking about when they say mindset has nothing to do with it it's all about it's all it's only about racism and oppression yeah but oppression produces a certain mindset and you know when you are oppressed you behave like an oppressed person the oppressed person doesn't feel like okay i'm gonna go out here and conquer the world or i'm gonna go out here and i'm gonna win or i'm gonna go out here and i'm gonna build a billion dollar fortune an oppressed person unfortunately if they internalize the oppression will say well i just gotta survive you know the struggle's real it's hard out here. I, I'm barely making at least at least I ain't in jail. You ever hear people say shit like that? Like, well, at least I ain't in jail. I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying it's sad. It's like, damn, like, like that's what that's what makes you excited about um, you know, is is that what is that is that what makes you excited about life? Like that you're not in jail, you're not dead, that you graduated from high school, like that's that's like that's the pinnacle of success for us now. Like, you know, so a lot of times expectations is everything. You know, actually I have what um a lot of times when I talk to kids, I'll teach what I call the 5E philosophy. Uh, and I tell this to parents as well. Uh, the 5E philosophy basically says um, education plus economics plus expectations equals empowerment. Education plus economics plus expectations equals empowerment. That means if you take a kid and you educate the hell out of them, you uh, set high expectations, you push them to be their best, um, you, you give them uh, economic training, then they're going to be very empowered. They're going to be smart. They're going to have money. They're going to set high goals. They're going to go out and be very successful. So set high expectations for your kids and prepare them for the future. That's very, very important. So let me see here. Um, Doc, you should allow us to read your dissertation. It it can help many of us. 
Edward, I'm going to tell you, first of all, my dissertation is available publicly. If anybody wants to read my dissertation, it's out there. Uh, when you graduate, you know, like from a school like Ohio State, uh, they, they publicly publish your dissertation. And I've got some academic research papers that I've written for academic journals that are out there as well. The problem with that stuff, honestly, the reason I, I recommend not really reading it, I mean, let's, if you want, if you're curious, like, fine, go, go for it. But the reason I recommend not reading it is because a lot of academic research, unfortunately, relative to what black folks are trying to do and what problems we're trying to solve, it honestly doesn't add a lot of value. It's bullshit. You know, I'm not gonna say it's complete bullshit, but academia is a place that has a lot of power and potential, but it gets very misguided with a lot of elitism. Uh, a lot of people spend, sit around working on research papers that, nobody, that nobody's ever gonna read, doing things that don't actually matter. And um, and I, I just wanted to get away from that because I wanted to solve real problems in the real world with real people and my people. I wanted to be around my people. I didn't want to be around other people's people. I wanted my people to learn what I was studying and what I was teaching. So anyway, let me let me let me keep going. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the notification bell. Uh, I get, okay. Give me, all right, man. Um, so we're about to go to the airport. So I I, I am gonna have to bounce in a minute. Uh, but um, but do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Also, uh, if you haven't uh, looked into our wealth building programs for children, feel free to go to blackmillionairesoftomorrow.com. That's blackmillionairesoftomorrow.com. So if your child's public school does not offer a financial literacy program uh, like this young brother's school, uh, you know, because one of the things that he said was that the reason he became a big saver is because his high school offered uh, a basic financial literacy class. Uh, and I'm telling you guys, like, that's so important. Like, your kids should learn about wealth building early because if they do that, then they will have wealth when they get older, right? So let me, in fact, let me read more of this to you. Um, he talks about this class. He says, uh, listen, this, the, the Vanderbilt University alum says he first learned about the importance of investing and saving from a personal finance class he took in high school. In that class, the rookie says he learned about mutual funds, hedge funds, 401k plans, CDs, and Roth IRAs. Those financial lessons, he says, influenced his decision to invest roughly 90% of his income from NFL checks, leaving him to live off the remaining 10%. So financial literacy early is the key for our children. You know, um, uh, give me a yes or no if you understand what I'm saying in terms of, you know, the fact that we, the same way he's a great football player, right? To play for the New England Patriots, you got to be damn good at what you do. He probably started playing football at a very early age. He was probably in the Pee Wee Leagues. He probably got trained at a high level. He probably had great coaches in high school that really pushed him to be his best. And now he's playing for the New England Patriots. And it looks like he's getting some playing time. I was looking, he looked like he looked like he's on the field. When you get on the field of the Patriots, that means you are an elite athlete. How did he become an elite athlete? Because he started getting trained at a high level at an early age. Well, now he's going to be an elite wealth builder also. Why? Well, because he started getting high levels of training at an early age. So the secret, the key, this is the secret. You know, when you're talking about black kids getting ahead economically, black boys and black men uh, being strong financially when they get older, the secret oh, yeah. is to train them at a high level at a very early age. If you train them at a high level at a very early age, they're going to be good at that thing when they get older. If you want somebody to be a great performer, Michael Jackson was one of the greatest performers of all time because he trained at a high level at a very early age. Uh, you know, we have rappers who Jay-Z and, and guys like that or, or, or whoever, you know, the, some of the best rappers in the world, uh, Snoop Dogg or, or whoever, you know, like well, Snoop, Snoop's a little older, but y'all know he, he's still the OG. Give mad respect for Snoop, right? Uh, you know, so he, he's great at what he does because he started training at a high level at a very early age. So basically, people who are good at things are people who start training at a high level at a very early age. Now, give me a yes or no. Yes or no. Do you think that our children are trained on wealth at a high level at a very early age? Do you think the majority of black children in America 
are trained on wealth building tools at an early age at a very high level. Do we, is that is that what we get? Is that what we do for our kids? Is that what the community does? Is that what white folks do for our kids when we drop them off at, at, a, at their oppressor school every single day of the week? Are they training our children at a high level at a very early age on the tools of wealth building? The answer is hell to the no. We know that that's not true. We know that's not happening. So here's what has to occur. You can do one of two things. One of two things. You can either go beg white people to do it and beg them to uh, somehow decide that they want former slaves to be as smart as they are and to have money that they feel belongs to them. Or you can do it. You take over that process. You know, when a, when a school is not performing at a high level, the state comes in and takes over that school. Right. So when a school is not performing at a high level, black people need to go take over that educational process. Occupy your children. Don't just occupy your school. I've heard people say occupy your school and change the way your school does business. That's fine. You can do that if you want. That's a lot of work. I think it's much easier, though, to occupy your child because that's your child. You're letting them borrow your child and you're giving them a fiduciary responsibility to educate your child, but they're not doing it very well. So you have to do that yourself. So get your children trained at a high level at an early age. And that's where these brothers come from. This young man did not become the man that he is by accident or by coincidence. It wasn't like he just lucked out. He saw his mama struggling. He said, I don't want I don't want no parts of that. So that attached that created his emotional relationship with money. Right. Money is very emotional for him. He probably gets very upset when he loses money and very happy when he makes money because he in his mind, in his past, it seems that money is attached to pain. It's attached to discomfort. So for him, he's like, I'm not going to allow myself to be financially insecure. I'm going to make sure that I am as elite at building my wealth as I am at playing football. Right. And I love this. I love this. And he even mentions that, you know, most NFL players um, don't get a second contract. Like he's, he's, he's just smart. He's been educated on the game. And uh, a lot of these young brothers, you just feel so bad for them because they jump out there like, you know, like that poor guy <laughs> to play for the Jets that has so many babies, mamas and kids that the Jets had to advance him half a million dollars to get caught up on his child support before they even got him on the field. Uh, Komardi, he was a great player, great player. But when I see that, I start thinking to myself, I wonder how this is going to work out for him. Because I know he was really upset when they cut him and when they wouldn't play him anymore because he took a knee like Kaepernick and they cut I think they cut him because he, he was taking a knee like Kaepernick did. And one of the things that this brother did, I, I don't know, I, I'm not going to say he's a dumb person. I don't, I don't know this guy. I'm not going to even make that assumption at all. He's clearly a great athlete and you, you got to be smart to be a great football player. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, the defensive schemes, offensive schemes are very complicated. Um, but, you know, I think that one of the things I wish somebody had explained to him is that freedom of speech ain't free. You know, the ability to stand up to oppression or to the white man does not come to those who need to beg the white man for a paycheck, right? You cannot beg and stand up at the same time because begging requires you to get on your knees and uh, you can't stand up when you're on your knees, right? You're, you're a midget, right? So ultimately, I think, you know, when you put yourself in such a vulnerable position because you got all these babies, mamas to take care of and all these kids and then you're, you're protesting the NFL and then they cut you. You know, unfortunately, a lot of those guys don't have a backup plan. They don't have another place they can go. But I'm not making any assumptions about his life. For all I know, he could be doing great. All I know, he could be doing great. But I know a lot of guys who are not doing great, um, you know, largely because of decisions that they make early. And it's not completely their fault. It's culture. It's bad culture. So what we must do as black people is we must shift our economic culture. We must shift it to a culture that leads to black economic excellence, BEE. BEE must become our... Um, our top priority because if we do that then those children who are in a household that pursues black economic excellence i guarantee you 
will not be in anybody's economic struggle. That's they, they, what they've done is they've jumped out of that statistic, that whole, you know, black wealth is going to go to zero by 2053. That statistic is for average people who don't make it, who don't deviate from the white supremacist plan that's put in place for them at birth. Those who jump off the track are not going to have that same fate. So I encourage you jump off the track because if you keep doing what everybody else is doing, you're going to get what everybody else is getting. And I'm going to tell you, based on the statistics that I'm seeing as a, as a scientist, as a financial analyst, the, the future is not good for the community at large. Uh, for, for you guys, it's going to be better because you're making different choices. But for the community at large, that 2053, Black Wolf will be zero by 2053, that's, that is, is, is right on track for a big percentage of our community. It ain't on track for this brother because his mama, his family taught him better and he learned early to operate as a high-level wealth builder at a very early age. And that's why he's extraordinary in everything he does. God bless his brother. Thank you, Juwan. Juwan, I don't know if I mispronounced your name, man. You ever see this video, brother, and you get some time in the off-season, you are always welcome on the blackfinancialchannel.com because I'd love to have you in so you can speak game to these young guys. And that's that segment. I'm just wanting y'all to hear that the market needs to change as far as us spending money on foolery and start building wealth back into our community. So y'all have a good day. Be blessed. I hope y'all enjoy it. Check him out. No, I don't own any rights of any of that, but I just want y'all to start looking into our market. And again, remember to look up the lady that um, opened up that black cosmetology school. Check her out. Y'all have a great day.